Today's episode, welcome to the coven. Enjoy. Welcome to the Age of Jeremy. I am the founder and CEO of Q Consolidated. We focus on investing and creating businesses in media and entertainment, finance, investing, and insurance, education and e-learning, art, music, and the humanities, earth and human sustainability and advancement, along with earth and space exploration and transportation. Our current businesses include 3T Warrior Academy, Q Financial, Age of Radio, and Merlin, to name a few. You can find me on all socials at Age of Jeremy, except on X. It's at Age of Jeremy Q and on Facebook. It is Cesar Jeremy Quintanilla. There are links in the episode description. You can also find these podcasts on YouTube at Age of Jeremy. The only episodes that are not on YouTube are the lo-fi episodes, which you can only get if you join the podcast or subscribe to the podcast. So make sure that you subscribe to this podcast, like it, share it with people right now. If you are new to the podcast, this is all the trials and tribulations I go through to build my business empire and hope you pick up some wisdom along the way. I also have guests that share their trials and tribulations to become content creators and their adventures they have gone through to become entrepreneurs, which is what we will be doing today with our special guest. If you want to see Coach CJV's financial blueprint, there is a link to my link tree in the episode description. Uh, the, The financial blueprint is a warrior's guide to financial freedom, and it is absolutely free. So make sure that you check that out. Please also join my Q Consolidated channel and my Age of Jeremy Instagram account. I provide extra insight on the things I have going on in business and in my life. Hopefully, you will find some wisdom in it. It is free to join. Also, make sure to check out ageofradio.com and see all the amazing podcasts we have. We have three new podcasts. Two of those are OK Boomer and Killer Lashes. Links are in the episode description, and we have some new ones coming out here shortly. You can also join our amazing community of content consumers and content creators that are addicted to podcasting Facebook group. All people are welcome. All right. What do we have going on today? Well, today we're kicking back off our interviews. I have a great conversation with Betty Nuggs. Betty is a tattoo artist and she is one of the owners of Coven Tattoo. She did my 31 tattoo that is on my hand and she has done a lot of work for my friend Drea. And that is actually how I found her through my wife and through Drea. And she is a great She seems to have a great spirit or she does have a great spirit, um, especially after I met with her when she did my tattoo and I wanted to have her on the show to talk about her venture into entrepreneurship because a year ago she was not an entrepreneur and now she is an entrepreneur and to find out what has gone in in that time period that I was very intrigued with, was also intrigued with that they refer to their collective as a, uh, I'm sorry, they refer to their business as a collective or their tattoo shop as a collective. And the Coven is located in Phoenix, Arizona. And I love what the Coven website says. If you go to www.covenphx.com, that is their website. Make sure that you check that out. You can see all of their art. You can see the artist. Um, But they say that they are a collaborative tattoo studio in central Phoenix. They pride themselves or we pride ourselves on providing our clients with a clean, inviting, and comfortable space where they can safely express themselves through the craft of tattoo. Tattooing. So make sure that you follow Betty Nugs. It's Betty Nugs underscore. You can follow Betty at Betty Nugs underscore 
on Instagram. You can also follow Coven on Instagram at Coven underscore Phoenix. There are links in the episode description. And here is my conversation with Betty Nubs. All right, Betty. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I really, really appreciate it. How's your day going so far? You know, so far, so good. Thank you for inviting me to be on your podcast. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, absolutely. But so far, it's going pretty good, you know, staying nah. pretty busy. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Did I know that um, I know that you you do the tattooing, but you also have a re- another job that you do. You have today off for that? Yeah. So I actually requested the day off with my other job because I'm in the middle of moving. Oh, nice. Um, and then trying to kind of get some clients in as well, too, before I start the full move. Yeah. Cool, cool. Are you moving into a, a like a new apartment or to a house or or just moving into a house? Oh, nice. Yeah. That's cool. So moving in. Yeah, and getting some roommates. So that's exciting. Oh, that's really, really it's gonna cool. be a group of us. Do you currently yeah. have do you currently have a roommate now? At the moment, I don't. So it's gonna be different. But I'm excited. It's a new it's new change. It's new opportunities, you know. Yeah. It's, it's gonna be good. That's really cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, so yeah. if if people that are listening don't know, you are mm-hmm. a tattoo artist. Is that accurate? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. so yeah, so I'm a tattoo artist. I've been tattooing for the last two years. Um I'm part owner of Coven Tattoos in Phoenix. Cool. We've been open since August 15th, but have been tattooing as a collective since August 2022. That's really, really cool. So we, yeah, yeah, we, we started out in a, I guess like a 400 square foot studio. And at first it was three of us and then it turned into five of us and we were just like, okay, we need to expand. We need to move forward. We need a bigger space. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's, that's how it happened. So, so before we get into Coven mm-hmm. and how like that, mm-hmm. that piece, that piece kind of started. And more importantly, I want to talk a little bit more about like, did you call your guys self a collective? Cause that's really interesting to me. But, um, but so how did, when did you get into tattoos and how did you start? Like, how did you start learning about tattoos or like, how did you get into tattooing? I guess. Cause that's not like, that wasn't your main career path. You also have another job that you do, but like, was your whole goal to be a tattoo artist when you were growing up or what did, what, what did that look like? So, I mean, I've always wanted to be a tattoo artist, but didn't know how to go about it. Um, the place that I currently work at gave me the opportunity to actually find, uh, an apprenticeship, which I did for about a year. And that's where I actually met my business partners. Oh, nice. And then we decided to branch out from there. I was also tattooing eyebrows. Oh, that's prior cool. to becoming a tattoo artist. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, did you, did you get the bug to get like, to become a tattoo artist because you're like into art or did you get your first tattoo? And then you got like, cause like when I got my first tattoo, like in my mind, mm-hmm. I was, well, I was physically 18, but like in my mind, when I got that first tattoo, I was like, I'm going to get so many tattoos after this. <laughs> and then like, yeah. I think you did my actually like fourth tattoo and that was like, tw- like <laughs> you recently did that, but my first tattoo was like 22 years ago. Um, and so, so like, did you get like a tattoo, you know, when you turned 18 and then you're like, Oh, I want to be a tattoo artist. Or did you want to be a tattoo artist before you actually got your first tattoo? So I wanted to be an artist before I actually got my tattoo. Got it. Um, I was brought into the tattoo, I guess, lifestyle. At a really young age, I went to my first uh, tattoo convention when I was eight oh, and wow. just loved it ever since. 
So um, did your parents have a lot of tattoos? Like, were your parents into tattoos or your people or friends or like so, brothers? Like sisters? my family members yeah. had a lot of tattoos. Um, my sister's dad loved tattoos. He was like all in it. All of his family's like has tattoos. Um, I have a cousin back home that is also a tattoo artist and owns a tattoo shop back in El Paso as well too. Got it. So it's just kind of like something that like I grew up around yep. and it's always interested me. And I also love drawing and I wanted to create a career where I could do what I love, where I didn't feel like it was a job. It was something that I enjoyed doing. Right. No, that makes perfect yeah. sense. So you said El Paso. So every person, mm-hmm. so is that where you were born and is that where you're from originally? Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if I mentioned this when, I don't know if we talked about this when you were doing my tattoo. Cause, um, for anybody that's listening, um, Betty just did my recent tattoo, which is on my hand. And then I have like so many more ideas that I'm probably going to have her do more <laughs> of here soon. It just depends. Like, cause now where I'm at in life, I have, I'm, I'm grateful and fortunate enough where I could probably just come to you and be like, do all of these tattoos, but I don't want it to get out of hand like super fast. So I'm kind of yeah. like pacing myself. But anyway, so I don't know if we mentioned that if you mentioned that you were from El Paso when you did my tattoo, but I, um, every time I hear El Paso, my favorite band or one of my favorite bands is at the drive-in because they're from El Paso. Oh. So my question is, do you know the band at the drive-in? I actually do not. I'm going to have to look them up. Have you heard of the band, the Mars Volta? Yes. Okay. So the Mars Volta prior to being at the, uh, prior to being Mars Volta, they were a band called at the drive-in. And so it's it's like post hardcore music. So it's like post punk music, I guess, whatever you want to call it. Um, So if you have a chance, listen to at the drive-in because they're all from El Paso. And so every time anybody mentions El Paso, the only thing that pops into my head is always at the drive-in. And then I'm interested to find out if they, have heard of them. So if you get a chance, if you like punk music or post hardcore music, I guess you should definitely check out. Yeah. Driving Cause they're really good. I mean, I, I love Mars Volta. They're really good. Um, so I'll definitely check them out. Yeah. No, they're, they're, they're really yeah. good. Um, so, but so you wanted to do tattooing from your family and then when mm-hmm. did you like what? And, um, I don't want to like ask your specific age. Cause I know that that's rude to ask when their age, but, um, yeah. like when you turned 18, that is that when you went and you started like learning how to do tattooing or how did you, where, how did you find the apprenticeship? Like, how does that process work? So when you, when you get an apprenticeship, you go into tattoo shops, you show them your portfolio um, and you ask them if they are hiring for an apprentice and then they have you, um, if they agree, then they'll have you come in and you'll kind of like do what they call quote unquote bitch work, which is right. you'll, technically be working for free um to get taught how to tattoo um depending on the shop that you go to and the experience that you get um some people just take advantage of other people yeah and just get them for free work and they never actually pick up a machine or learn how to tattoo or anything but i got lucky i was actually able to learn how to tattoo be able to actually maintain my current job and then my apprenticeship as well too so i didn't have to quit my job because sometimes you have to be at the shop full time to do the apprenticeship so i got really lucky on that one um but i'm i'm 30 i don't i don't mind i'm not ashamed (laughs) (laughs) to to say my age it's okay um i just recently did my apprenticeship about three years ago that's so cool so, yeah yeah so then so once you got your apprenticeship done then you started working mm-hmm. in the place 
then you met your your the people that you are doing coven with, right? Your collective. Yeah. And then the collective mm-hmm. got a 400 square foot spot. And so yeah. I want to, before I, we've talked about that, I think it, I want to know more about why you guys call yourself a collective. Cause I don't think that we talk enough in society in general about like communities and or collectives and how they are beneficial mm-hmm. for business purposes too, when like you're all part of a group. So what, when you say the word collective, what do you specifically mean by that? So with us being a collective, instead of just being seen as tattoo artists, we like to see ourselves as our own business is as well too. So like each artist is their own business, but at the same time, we all work together like a community to be able to either help someone come back into the community or to ask questions. Um, We all share like art tips or sometimes we even give each other like direction on certain tattoos. Like we don't like gatekeep anything as well. So that's why we wanted to be called a collective instead of a tattoo shop, because we didn't want also the stigma of the tattoo shop to follow us as well. Got it. Got it. So then when you Mm -hmm. guys, when you guys branched off and got your 400 square foot spot, was the collective called Coven or is your business called Coven? Or is it So both? the business is called Coven. Got it. So, but then, so like all yeah. the people that tattoo out of Coven, they're not all mm-hmm. your business partners, but they all are part of the collective. Yeah. Got it. Got it. So yeah. then, so go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, oh, no. So the main three people, like the, the three of us that are business owners, it's Kim, Shay, and I. So we're, we're the coven. So the reason we called it coven was because it takes three witches to create a coven. Nice. And it, at the time it was three of us and then it just started growing from there. That's cool. So let me ask mm-hmm. a question about that. So then yeah. do you guys, are you witches? So some of us like are spiritualists. Other of us are into like brujeria or um, the craft as well too. Yeah. But mainly it's just what we liked to be seen as is a coven. Like we're just a group of three individuals that have the same beliefs when it comes down to tattooing, but also spiritually as well too. Yeah. So, and so that's why we chose the name. No, that's, I think it's a fantastic name. In fact, mm-hmm. that was one of the things that I, so, so what happened? So, so Drea, who's my wife's best mm-hmm. friend who I've known for, I don't know, 25 years or whatever. <laughs> so Drea, um, she, she has, um, she was telling me that like you guys had to move and I brought this up when we were doing my tattoo, but I just want to bring it up again. Um, yeah. She, I, there, so like she had told me, and this may not be the full story, right? But like she had told mm-hmm. me that y- you guys had to move because the neighborhood didn't like the fact that your name was Coven. Is that, is, so is there some, <laughs> what's the story behind that? Cause I'm interested in that just from a religious slash witchcraft conversation. Still, I guess. <laughs> it, it wasn't the fact that we were called Coven. It's just all of us dress differently. So we all dress in black. Mainly the majority of us are like, you know, alternative. So a few of the tattoo artists were outside and I guess they were creating a wreath out of thorn. And it was a really big wreath. Got it. Yeah. And Shay decided to set something on fire in the center of the wreath which makes sense good and like, yep. yeah yeah you know <laughs> and um i guess one of the neighbors saw and they got upset and they said that we were performing witchcraft outside because supposedly everybody was chanting um the fun song 
or I think it's a friend song from SpongeBob. Oh yeah, yeah. So there were also so there was chanting. So there was a chanting yeah. going on along yeah. with the burning of the, yeah. of the wreath. Okay. So, and then I mean, it didn't help either that we were attached to this neon pink building on the corner <laughs> off of 16th Street, and then we painted the whole backside where we're at black, and then we painted <laughs> witches on the side of it. So it didn't help. Um, <laughs> but but yeah. <laughs> that's funny that, that was one of the reasons on why they called the city to check to see what we were doing because they didn't want it to affect the neighborhood which i i guess it's it's understandable but well so <laughs> so so i well so two things one the reason why i'm I, I the reason why i'm interested in that is because so my business partner um he's got a he's very spiritual so right now mm-hmm. he's in peru doing plant medicines and going through a spiritual experience. But where he awesome. also does like a lot of the content that he does on TikTok is about, mm-hmm. you know, like kind of more geared towards maybe type of conspiracy stuff where like the elites, there's a group of elite people that control what's happening to us and all this stuff. And so what ends up yeah. happening is people usually think that he's part of like a Freemason group or like of uh, an Illuminati group. And so, so, so whenever people say (laughs) stuff like that, because I have for my whole life been super interested in occult and religious and spiritual Mm -hmm. stuff. And so whenever people say stuff about that, I exasperate the situation. (laughs) So like, I will agree with them for fun that we're part of the Illuminati or try to like add on things because of how ridiculous people make certain things sound. And so like I, yeah. I when, when Drea told me that story, I was like, one, I want to be around those people. Right. That's why I was like, Oh, I'll get my <laughs> tattoo with them. One. And then two, I, in my mind, I was thinking like, they should do all other kinds of ritualistic stuff just to piss off everybody that's in the neighborhood for that one reason. Um, and so yeah. to me, I find, I find that type of thing humorous just because mm-hmm. of different religious, like, I guess, religious beliefs that people have that if you were doing that in the parking lot, anyways, you have every right to technically do that with the freedom of religion, you know? Yeah. Which, which is something that Tim was really upset about as well, too, for right. the fact that they said that we were doing witchcraft and that's why they wanted us out of the neighborhood. Um, but we just didn't want to start any issues or like get into any problems right? because the lady that we were originally renting space from uh, was super sweet, super kind. Um, so we don't want to cause any issues for her business as well too. Right. Which is the, the, the actual so, respectful mm-hmm. adult thing to do in this situation. Yeah. Not anything that I would yeah. have done, but, um, but, but no, <laughs> that, that's Everybody's really, like, that's really, that's really nice of you and very compassionate yeah. and respectful. Yeah. Um, so so then so then so was that like the catalyst of why you went and moved to your new space, or were you planning on moving to a bigger space anyway? Or because I guess so we were was that the four hundred square foot place, or was yeah. that okay? Got it. Yeah. So it was a smaller space. So we were originally planning to move in August, but we found out that there was some paperwork that was being missed by the person that we were subleasing from, and the city was like, "Hey, you need to pay thirteen hundred dollars for a." permit to be able to work out of this building and since we were subleasing we weren't going to pay for it it had to be the person that we were leasing from got it um yeah Yeah. so they gave us from my understanding i guess they sent that letter out a month prior to but we didn't find out till a week before we had to move out or the city was going to shut us down 
Right. So that kind of like lit a fire under our asses and we like moved into the space that we have now. Nice. So it all worked out. It, so it is all for the best. So I can't remember. It was one of the people that were there. So I, and there may have been more people in the back when you did my, and you might not even remember it. Um, when yeah. you did my, when you did my tat, my recent tattoo, mm-hmm. were the were any of the people that were there in the front that were one was doing uh, was tattooing someone. The other person was sitting. Were either of those your business partners, or were they not there? So my business partners, I think Shay was in the back. Got so it. normally Tim and Shay are in the back. So how we have our tattoo shop set up is in the front room we have five artists and they have they're the ones that want to take in walk-ins so it's myself and three other people or four other people and then in the back room is everybody that just does appointment only so tim and shay are in the back along with jen addy and jamie nice as well um so when there was a lot of people there (laughs) yeah so so yeah so usually like on the weekends we're like really busy it's a full house everybody's here um but tim and shay are my business partners and then jamie and Addie came along after we moved into the space and that's when we decided that we needed to move out because five people in a 400 square foot space was not doable. So then do then yeah. do the other people part of the do the collectives then rent space from you guys to, to do their work there or do you just let them do yeah. their okay got it. So so you guys own yeah. the business, you guys pay the rent and then the the collective can rent space there to do their work in a safe environment I'm guessing. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, so that's kind of something that we wanted to do a little different than most traditional like tattoo shops. Other places do per percentage when a tattoo artist is there, they pay a, like a cut to the shop of what they tattooed that day um we just decided to do booth rental instead and just make it like somewhat affordable so everybody's like comfortable with making yeah a certain amount of money and not having to like you know barely make it to like get food on their table but they have to pay like so much in rent so that's awesome i think that's really really yeah good. that's awesome that you guys did it that way um uh so so what's some of the things that like, so this is your, this is your first business that you've had then was the tattoo yeah. place. So, so tell me what is, what was that, has that experience been for you? So your business partners, did they own a business before that? Or did you guys just come together to do yeah. a business together? <laughs> we just came together to do business together. Okay. Like it, we, so first we started off as friends and then we just decided that the place that we originally were at was, it just didn't go with our beliefs were and how we saw like our tattooing careers like the route that our tattooing careers were going in didn't match or align the old shop so what is that so So what does that the beliefs mean and you don't have to call out the other shop but like what what was what does what did like what was the alignment of the beliefs like can you give me an example of that like what was something that they believe was the way that you guys like no we want to do it this way we think this is a better better route um it was mainly mostly um, let me see, like, how do I word this properly? Yeah. And, and that's why I was so, saying, like, you don't have to like call them out or anything like that, but I'm just yeah. trying to like, kind of see just for, you know, I guess for my own, yeah. like my own, like, uh, like understanding. yeah, my own understanding one. And then if okay. anybody's listening, I think it's good to kind of see like how, you know, you, people can see one thing, have a difference. And then that could be the catalyst for them to then go start their business based off of, because they thought about doing it a different way or something. Yeah. 
So we just wanted to be more accessible. So if someone had questions on becoming a tattoo artist, so my tattoo shop or our tattoo shop is an LGBT owned shop. Nice. Cool. So um, we just wanted to make it a comfortable and in, in like, I don't want to say safe space, but a comfortable space for the queer community, for anybody to come and get tattooed at and just feel comfortable, not judged, um, not looked down on as uh, well too. Um, but also for people that are wanting to start tattooing, it's very scary to go into a tattoo shop and it's super intimidating, especially for queer to go into a tattoo shop and say, Hey, I want to learn how to tattoo. Um, super intimidating. You just, the energy is just different. I, I don't know how to like explain. No, that may, I, I can, yeah. I think that makes sense. A hundred percent. So like, yeah. so the energy and the frequency or the alignment or the vibration or whatever you want to call it is just mm-hmm. different. And that's what you're trying to change so that that can be more yeah. of an inclusive environment for all people. Exactly. Got it. No, that yeah. makes a hundred percent. That makes perfect sense. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so what, yeah. what's been the hardest thing for you starting your business? Like what's like the, if you can think of like the, the hardest part of doing this, what's been the hardest part about starting your own business? Cause I mean, that's a pretty big undertaking. If you've never done it before, just like, okay, we're tattoo or let's me, you and this other person, let's go and figure out how to start a business together and then start it. Well, I guess like our hardest, the hardest part would probably trying to get all three of us to see eye to eye on certain things or be like on the same page about everything which i mean everybody always told us they're like oh working with business partners is a lot harder than working on your own because you have to like you know go through everybody before you make a decision super super true very true yeah so it has that has been a little difficult but at the end of the day we always come to a conclusion and we always agree on what we need to do what is best for the shop to move it forward yep as well too yeah but it, it is, it's trying to kind of like get everybody on the same page, which is the most difficult part. Yeah. So, so, that's that. so then since you guys, so you, you have, you guys have like with your profits of the business, then if there are, any, so like mm-hmm. you guys pay yourselves a paycheck or do you just take what you guys get from your clients? Like, how does that part work? Or do you, so like, so like for me, the money that I gave you mm-hmm. for the tattoo, did that just all go to you mm-hmm. or did you put that into or does that go into a bucket for the business? You pay your expenses that need to be paid, and then you guys take cuts. Like, how does that process so, work for for what you guys are trying to do and accomplish? Yeah. So at the current moment, we pay rent as yep. well too. So a portion of what we make still goes into the shop. Got it. Um, at one point, hopefully, we want to expand the shop, and once we get there, hopefully, at that point, we can start profiting from it. Got it. Um, but our main goal isn't really to profit out of it's just mainly to kind of like grow and change the tattoo industry in a way yeah and so or so, to make an impact in the tattoo which industry. is really interesting that you say that because mm-hmm. I, obviously you don't like we just met not too long ago so i don't know if you like follow me or listen to anything that i say ever but like the thing that the thing that i'm always adamant about whenever i'm talking with people or educating people or anything mm-hmm. is that if you find the passion point of why you're doing the thing that you're doing, that's where you're going to gain the most amount of wealth from what you're trying to do. So like what you said right now is the most important thing that any entrepreneur or any business owner can have is that you have a mission that's more important. Like you have like a universal mission that you're trying to accomplish with the tattooing. 
So when you can focus on that, then the, mm-hmm. all of the other stuff will come with it because of the fact that your goal is so far above the goal of me saying, I want to go start a tattoo parlor so I can make a profit from it. Right. So I think that that's yeah. really cool that you guys have that as like a vision for what you want it to be. And that the money mm-hmm. aspect, while yes, doing tattooing full time, which you will all get to that, I truly believe based off of the conversations mm-hmm. I've had with you, is that mm-hmm. um, is that your mission is going to take you further because that's so much more powerful than just trying to get a profit. So I, yeah. think, I think that's really awesome that you guys have that. Do you guys have like something that you got like a mission statement for your business that you guys have written down or you guys are just kind of like all in the same idea mm-hmm. that this is where we want to go. This is what we want to represent. This is what we want it to be. So we're, I think we do have a mission statement and I think it would be on our website. Got it. But we, we are on the same page of what we're wanting. Even yeah. everybody that like, is subleasing from us as well too. And that we're working with, we all have that same mindset of wanting to make that change, wanting to make that impact on the tattoo industry to make it a little bit more accessible, a little more comfortable um, as well too. Yeah. And I have to say, just like yeah. if you got you doing, cause I hadn't had a tattoo in a long time, but mm-hmm. it was super easy just like to reach out to you, talk to you, Like, it was super comfortable doing it. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, just the whole experience. And again, you know, I'm not part of the LGBTQ community, but I'm a supporter of it and uh, an Mm -hmm. advocate or um, what's the word? The like an ally, an ally. ally, Thank you. Yes. An ally for it. And so um, obviously, because most of my friends are in that community as well. So the hardcore ally because of that. Um, And so so I think that the environment you guys have created and the ease to do it and the helpfulness of it was really, really beneficial. And I think that that's one of the cool things that I think sets you apart. And also too, like the last, the last, and I haven't gotten a tattoo in a long time. So maybe I'm just old in that regard, but like the, I guess the, the environment that was much different doing it with you guys or with you than in any other experience that I've had. Right. Cause it was more of a joyful experience where before it felt like a work experience. Like, does that, does that make sense? Like it was, I yeah. don't know. I don't know if I'm, I'm getting that across just from the last, cause I'm trying to think of when I got my last tattoos, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't like, um, it wasn't a fun experience. It was just like, I just got a tattoo. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. Where like me and you were yeah. talking throughout it. We had good conversation. We were able to do this afterwards. And I think that that, that was much better than any of the other experiences that I had. Well, that's good. I'm glad that makes me very happy to hear that because that is our goal. We want you to feel comfortable to get a tattoo. We want you to want to come back. And even if you're not getting tattooed, just come in and hang out and, and, you know, ask questions. Like we don't, we don't mind. Like we wanted to feel like a home away from home. Yeah. No, that's really (laughs) really cool. Yeah. So what's the plan? So you said that the plan was to grow it. So is the plan just to have more people keep coming into there or to have a second location or what is that that business plan look like? And then how are you trying to, to manifest yeah. that or trying to get that to happen? So our goal is to actually get a second location. Got it. We actually want to start um, looking for a permanent place. So we want to buy out our own building as well, too. Got it. And, um, and to make that the permanent location and then from there like branch out at one point we hope to branch out everywhere in arizona and then outside of arizona 
So just to kind of bring the collective everywhere for everybody to like enjoy in a way. It's really cool. So what do you guys, so did any of your other partners have business experience or is this everybody's first business? Yeah, no, this is everybody's first business. So what are some of the things that you do to like, like for resources that you guys have looked into and maybe you haven't done any, which is perfectly okay. Mm -hmm. But like, do you guys do research on marketing and sale sales and like, like, is there like, how did you learn about how to do business from wanting to do it? Or did you just kind of like piece stuff together along the way? Which both are fine. I'm just curious. Um, So a little of both. But we've had an amazing group of friends. Also, like a lot of our clients as well, too. Either they do uh, marketing or they own their own business. They've all come together to kind of like help us out. Um, Me working at the gym that I work at, I was able to um, like meet with people that were able to give us advice on what to do. Uh, We did get a business consultant in the beginning as well, too that worked there at the gym. A friend of mine does our marketing and he has his own marketing business as well. And he's helped us a lot with that. So we've just gotten really lucky and very like, um, I guess you could say blessed with having such a good support team. And they're like, here, we'll show you how to do this. That's really cool. So That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And that's interesting too, because a lot of people don't realize that like, if you, for anybody that's trying to start a business or interested in that, if you just look at the people that are around you, you will find that you probably have more resources than you think that you have. And all that it takes is just to ask. And what I've found is most people are willing to help other people. Yeah. Especially if there are other like small business owners or just business owners in general, they're, they're willing and wanting to teach yep. as well too. They won't give you like freebies, but they're going to show you, Hey, this is what worked for me maybe you should try this or don't do this because it didn't work, which a lot of it is trial and error, which is what we're slowly figuring out. Yeah. Most of it, a lot of it is a lot of it is trial and error, especially if because even if too, if you get something that someone says worked for them and you try it, doesn't necessarily always a hundred percent mean that it's going to work for you either. Um, so I think a lot of it is really good trial and error. So that's, that's really cool. So now that you're, so you, how long have you, I can't remember the time frame that you said, how, when did you guys start coven? How many years ago? So or this year in August, it's good. It just turned a year. Coven itself just turned a year in August. Got it. So yeah. how has it been managing working? So I'm assuming do you work full time at your, the, at the gym? And then you also like how, how, what's the schedule look like for you being, you know, working still and then also running your business. So I'm working 24 seven. Yeah. That's, that's what I was um, figure, but <laughs> um, I'd imagine I, you're I, just I, always working. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, but with my other job, I work part-time. So I work from nine in the morning to three in the afternoon, which is awesome. And then I can tattoo in the evening. Mainly a lot of my tattoos right now are appointment based. So that helps me manage my time a lot more. Yeah. That's cool. It's a lot easier. Yeah. So how, how many, how hard has it been to like, man, like get a client base going Um, for you, for you or for anybody, I guess. So, I mean, for anybody, usually, especially if you're first starting out tattooing, you're not going to make ends meet off of tattooing alone. So you're going to have to get a second job or do something part-time on the side that's going to make you money. Um, It's just, it is, it's a lot of word of mouth. It's a lot of patience and a lot of putting ads out on Instagram talking to people like networking helps a lot as well too. Yeah. Cause, cause so, like it's different than probably other sales techniques go because like 
You probably just don't call people up and be like, hey, have you thought about getting a tattoo recently? Come and check me out. So you are, you kind of have to yeah. go to where people already enjoy tattoos and then them seeing your work. Like I imagine tattooing conventions are pretty big or important. Well, tattooing or- conventions are really big, but technically like as a tattoo artist, you are your own walking billboard right. in a way. Because automatically what's going to happen is someone's going to see you on the street your tattoos are going to grab someone's attention and it's going to spark a conversation and they're going to ask you, Hey, where did you get this done? Or, um, when you have a lot of tattoos, which was new to me, everybody was like, Oh, are you a tattoo artist? Yeah. And that, that's how the conversation starts. Um, also too, like sometimes just sparking up a conversation with someone that has a tattoo and you just ask them, Oh, where'd you get your tattoo? Or just starting a conversation just to get to know them. And then, you know, just, kind of wiggling it in there that you're a tattoo artist and Got it. that's how you get the word out there too. Got it. So, mm-hmm. um, so what, so what's your timeline or if you guys have talked about it, what's like your main timeline to get the second place up and running or do you have that? Do you have that part planned out or how, how, how do you guys come together to plan like how you're going to grow the business? So with the next spot where probably going to wait maybe about another year or two Got it. before we fully start um, looking or investing. We want to build up the place that we have right now and then kind of start looking into making a plan of what we're going to do next Got it. as well. Cause we're still trying to figure out what we're doing at this location right. and trying to like work with multiple people. And we just opened August 15th. So it's still right. so really it's new to new. us. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So we're and just like, time, Hey, let's yeah. learn with this first and then we'll plan to move forward. But we always kind of have like, I guess like a set goal. So hopefully in the next two years, we'll be moving forward. And at that point, be able to either work and purchasing our own like space or just moving into a bigger space. So, so we'll see what is planned out for us. Nice. And then what's mm-hmm. the, what's the, what's the, what was the hardest part for you about like doing the tattooing? Cause like tattooing, like what was the, like, was it, I don't know, I, I guess getting the stencils, like doing the stenciling, then like doing the actual inking or like, what was the, what was the hardest thing for you? And what was the easiest part for you? Um, for me, I guess just kind of getting used to different machines because I was doing eyebrows before. So I was already tattooing prior to actually tattooing. Got it, got so it, I was got doing it. cosmetic tattoos. Yep. Um, so just kind of getting used to um, the, the different size machines, the different types of like, I don't know. For me, I guess it's just the, the different types of like machines having to like stencil, um, Pulling lines is different as well too. learning how to whip shade differently with a certain machine than what it was with a cosmetic machine as well. Got it. How Mm -hmm. how old were you when you started getting into the the tattooing of the eyebrows? Oh, I was 26, I think. (laughs) I think I was 26. so, So how long have you been in Arizona or like what caused you guys to move to Arizona from El Paso? So I've been here for nine years. Um, I originally was a medical assistant and I moved out here for work. Got it. So, yeah. So El Paso at the time when I graduated from school, they were paying medical assistants seven twenty five an hour. Mm. And I was like, no, 
we're gonna move somewhere else. <laughs> You're like, yeah. nope, that's not gonna yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I had an uncle, and he—I've never been to Phoenix before. He's like, just move out here. Like they'll pay you more as a medical assistant, and I've been here ever since. And so far, Arizona and Phoenix have been really good to me. So when you came here, did you were you oh. by yourself? Like, did you live by yourself, or were you able to live with your any fam? Like I was your able uncle? to. Or... So I was able to live with my uncle. Got it. Okay. Yeah. That still has to. to be scary, though, like coming to a new place all on your own for the most part. Yeah, I mean, it was it was I don't, I was ready for change, though, but it, it was kind of scary, a little nerve wracking because the only person I knew was my uncle. Yeah. And, you know, later on, I started like gaining friends. And as you get older, making friends is a lot harder. Oh, my gosh. It's the worst. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but I got lucky and I have a really good like friend group. And then, of course, with, like Tim and Shay as well, too. Like it just it just all panned out. Yeah. It's cool. So mm-hmm. what's your favorite tattoo that you have? That I have? Yeah, what's your favorite tattoo? Um, Because you have quite a bit. Yeah, so I have my full sleeve done. Yep. Uh, I have a full sleeve. I have Hecate on my shoulder, Lilith on my forearm, and then I have Kali on my hand. Um, (laughs) Sorry, not to laugh. I'm not laughing laughing at you. No, you're good. So Lilith, um, that's uh, that's the same, I guess, goddess we would use that's on the Starbucks mug, right? Um, no, I, I don't know who they used on the Starbucks. So there is, so there is a TikTok of a pastor. It's a Mm -hmm. short form. It's a short video of a pastor saying that you're not allowed to take Starbucks into his church. And he, he refers to it as Lilith, but I'm not a hundred percent sure who it is. And so that it's a demon that's on the Starbucks mug. So he will not allow it in the church. And there's, so the guy who's doing the video, the pastor's talking about that. And this guy's like, Mm -hmm. it cuts back to him listening and he's got a Starbucks mug and he's drinking it. Like, right. As he says that he's all, (laughs) if you find it, it's pretty funny. But anyways, that just reminded me of when you said that. Um, Uh, That's funny. You know, that's funny. I've never like actually looked at it as a, that it was like a, a demon. Oh no, I haven't either. The, I thought it was the, the most ridiculous thing in the world and not to like, yeah. but anyway, it would just reminded me of that. <laughs> that's, um, that's funny. So, um, okay. So, so what were some of the other ones or those were your main ones that you liked the most? Yeah. So those are the main ones. I mean, I do have like a 1950s pinup with an octopus head. Oh, that's cool. On, yeah. On my other forearm and then a zombie snow white on my left shoulder. That's so cool. So did you, yeah. did any of the people that you work with do any of those or did you have those from before? So my hand, Tim actually did it. Nice. So Tim did my calling on my hand, um, but all my other tattoos, I had them prior to tattooing. Nice. That's really cool. Yeah. Was it someone mm-hmm. in your family that did it? Cause you said you're someone in your family had a tattoo shop. So the 1950s pinup with the octopus head, my cousin bobby did it got it that's cool. awesome. yeah nice nice um so then what's the favorite tattoo that you have done for someone uh for someone it's gonna have to be the little bat ghost that i did on andrea oh no oh yeah 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 that's cool so that one by far has been my favorite all of the tattoos i've done on her have been my favorite because they're so colorful yeah and i colorful. love doing color yeah yeah, so I lo- I love doing color and like bold line work. So I always enjoy doing her tattoos. Yeah, no, what was and she fun- always gives me like good 
ideas too. So. It, well, what was funny, what was interesting was that after you had told me that most people are doing like, bl- like, you know, black and white tattoo or black tattoos, I guess, and not doing mm-hmm. a lot of color. Every time I've <laughs> like seen someone with a tattoo lately, I've noticed that, that like, yeah. there's not a lot of color in a lot of tattoos. So it was just yeah. interesting that you said that. And then when I'm noticing it, I'm like, oh yeah, there are not a lot of tattoos with color that I'm seeing. So is that just because of like a fad or is that just, I don't know. So I don't, I don't, I don't know as of right now, if it's a fad, I mean, black and gray has been very popular and it's really popular here in Arizona, especially in Phoenix. Also traditional is very popular. Um, but hopefully there'll, there'll be more like, you know, vivid colored tattoos or just colored tattoos that are going to come up soon. So that's cool. Uh, so mm-hmm. the, um, just a few, so what are some of the things just to learn more about you? Like, what are some of the things besides tattooing that you enjoy doing? Like, what are some of your hobbies and things that you enjoy? <laughs> um, as of tattooing? right now, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's tattooing, um, <laughs> trying to manage the business. Yeah. <laughs> right now I have no hobbies. The, the shop is my hobby. <laughs> okay, so if you had, if you had extra yeah. time, where, what, where, where, where would you be spending your time? Um, Usually I like go to like the farmer's market. Um, I like to work out, so I'll be at the gym most of the time. Yeah. Um, but I do mainly just like hanging out with my friends, maybe going for drinks here and there, That's you cool. know, just normal stuff. Stuff, <laughs> not normal adult stuff yeah. when you have time. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah when I have time, but usually lately with the move and the ordering and having to get everything set up and it, it, I just haven't had time. Uh, to like, yeah. So where can people find, like, where can people learn more about you? Where can they learn more about Coven? Where can they go to on social media to find you guys? So we do have a website and it's coven.phx.com. Um, but it's also on our Instagram as well, too. So if you just Google coven.phx, it should pop up. And then also on Instagram. Got it. Uh, for me, I don't have a personal website, but my Instagram is Betty Nugs Got it. underscore. Cool. And you could just like shoot us a message if you're interested in getting a tattoo or if you have like any questions. Um, currently, we have Tim managing the social media. So, and he's pretty fast at replying yeah. to messages and kind of like getting people in. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, um, other than that, is there anything else that you want to let anybody know about you or Coven or anything? Um, uh, no, I mean, pretty much like, you know, just come in, check us out, come and hang out. Oh, where's if Coven? You have any Where is questions. it located? We probably should oh. push that, put in that. <laughs> yeah. So we're located in the Arcadia area of Phoenix. So we're off of 24th street and Thomas. Okay. So right by the 51, cool. the cross from the 202. Cool. So like we're right off the freeway. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully um, either this or something adds more business to you guys. And that would, that's amazing. Well, um, yeah. So that's everything that I had. So I appreciate you, Betty, for coming on and spending the time with me. We'll have to do it again. Um, if you want to come back on or if you and your business partners want to come on, I love having these types of conversations. And I think any most people that listen to this that are interested in business or being an entrepreneur, not only is it motivating, but then it's also maybe they can get some wisdom from that is too. So I appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. I hope you got some wisdom. Um, 
from from an entrepreneurial or content creation standpoint. Once again, make sure to follow Betty on Instagram at Betty Nugs underscore. That's Betty N-U-G-G-S underscore. And follow Coven at Coven Phoenix. That's at Coven P-H-X. If you are in the Phoenix area, make sure to check them out for your next tattoo. And as I always say, be thankful, grateful, and kind. Thank you so much for joining in to the age of Jeremy or tuning into the age of Jeremy. Make sure that you like and follow and subscribe or whatever to this podcast, rate it, uh, whatever you choose to rate it and also share it with as many people as possible. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. The opening song was brave faces. Every one, um, by Spanish love songs. The closing song was Illuminati hotties threatening each other recapitalism i use neumann microphones i use my zoom l8 i record onto cubase and i use waves plugins and one more time be thankful grateful and kind we'll talk to you next time Bye.